and I believe we are live. We'll get a notification shortly. Well, Says hello, live Ollie. My He's streaming live. <laughs> hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Paris and Bazcast, where we invite new guest speakers to talk about topics that impact property management, sales, and finance. And definitely a lot of activities happening in this time of the year, especially. Yeah. Uh, with COVID-19 and um, a lot of news, a lot of speculation when we've got uh, the great Jack Henderson from Trellis Associates. Hello. Hello, guys. Good to be back on. Good to be talking again. That's it. That's yeah, it. Round two. Round two, hey. <laughs> Bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think everyone's saying you've worked with the rest, now you're working with the best. I think that's the saying, isn't it? Oh, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> No, and mate, things good. are good. Things are uh, things are definitely picking up uh, in comparison yeah. to, to last month. So yeah. feeling a, a lot better buyer sentiment in the marketplace. Um, you know, even little things like traffic being back on the roads. I was at Bondi Junction Shopping Centre today getting a few things and it was packed. Yeah. Um, so normality is, is very much on the cusp of returning. Yeah, definitely. We're in the office today, and I think probably half the building was was um, full today as well, which was good to see. Um, yeah, after we a num seen num number, number of weeks, mm -hmm. so which is good news. Hopefully, mm -hmm. the consumer confidence flows into the property yeah, market. Yeah, and, and even like the thing that I, I was sort of, um, I guess, blew my mind today was Bondi Junction is a huge shopping center, and and it was very much packed, and everyone had bags of clothes or you know food or whatever they were buying so people yeah. it seems like in this area are, are not scared of spending money either they've just been restricted from doing it for the last couple yeah, of weeks yeah. Yeah. and what we, we have noticed is people want to come out they're just being a little bit conservative um and and hopefully you know in the next mm. couple of weeks they do come out of the shield and yeah mm. i think the 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 um the government has done a fantastic job yeah. trying to sort of you know the scare tactics of what potentially could happen and yeah. saying yeah. Um, you know potential debts and whatnot we, it's definitely a lot less than what uh, yeah. was expected uh, but having that um, psychological effect of uh, the worst case scenario yeah. has affected um, consumers to sort of be cautious and contain it and, and yeah. fingers crossed there isn't yeah, that everyone, second yeah, everyone does the right thing and social distancing i think everyone should be fine you know yeah exactly i mean i, I was looking at the statistics the other day we've got the the highest recovery rate in the world and we've got the lowest yeah. infection rate in the world or so where yeah. else would you run? Where else would you rather live? That's and it. I, I think something that um, will come to fruition once the world goes back to, to being as normal as possible is mm. the rest of the world, which is really struggling right now. See so places like China, the US, you know, the Emirates, um, you know, a lot of the Asian countries. Australia was a place they wanted to live a lot before this, and it's going yeah. to be a place they want to live even more so after this because they oh. they realise how good of a government we have how good of support we have how good of you know lifestyle facilities you have like what why would you not want to live here and spend your money here that's definitely it. That's just it. with the peace of mind and the comfort mm. yeah. and there's a big marketing campaign that there was uh the news were announcing that that's underway to promote australia once uh, the borders do reopen um because people prefer that i mean this this yeah. the security that you can get of life yeah and that, was, <laughs> that should have a direct impact on the property market if more people want to live here hopefully outstrips the supply I think so. I think yeah. so. Time will definitely tell. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. So the topic of discussion today 
as everyone has heard, there's a whole, um, you know, there's negative press about the property prices being falling as much as 30%. And a lot of these uh, speculation has come from credible sources, especially the likes of uh, the major banks. So it makes, um, you know, the consumers believe that it will be true. Um, but obviously from your um, insights and from what we have seen on the ground and sort of an analyzing what the trends have been, uh, I think we can definitely, um, have a, a counter argument for that of why it is unlikely um, uh, to fall as much as 30%. Um, so starting on that topic, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What is, uh, you know, what are the reasons why it is unlikely? Yeah, I, I find those things fascinating. You know, everyone's got a different take on it and, and everyone writes a different article. And at the end of the day, all they're trying to do is attract attention. You know, Absolutely. attention is a commodity in today's day and age. And the more people that look at something, the better. So mm -hmm. having appealing headlines like 30% drops um, is just something that's going to get people's attention. And, and it has at the end of the mm -hmm. day, there's a lot of people talking about it and it's created a lot of fear. Sells more newspapers. Uh, yeah. Exactly right. And I, the thing is, uh, you need to look into firstly, who wrote the article or who, who, who's put the, the, the speculation out there. Um, what's their vested interest because mm. people generally write these things and do these things because they want to sway you to go another direction mm. um, and you need to actually read into the whole article or read into the, the whole story because a lot of the time it'll get written once and then another news article or a media firm will grab you know three sentences from it that's right and then go and create a whole new article out of it which is it's just blows my and, mind and it's, it seems like that is what has happened it has been sort of taken out of context especially because when you do look at the original statement made by cba um you know the prediction is that should unemployment go into double digits we anticipate the market to drop up to 30 percent and obviously they've done their numbers um but again as you mentioned what is the um what is their reasoning behind saying that and one of the things that you were saying is that you know i mean yeah. why would the bank say that obviously what, yeah so but what we're seeing obviously they're looking from a peak to trough the worst case situation but mm. in terms of finance and the race of the cheapest on the market we've seen in a very long time mm. so we have been so busy with finance in the last two three months it's unbelievable mm. um, so i think people will come out of this shell um in the, in the next couple of months and, and the movements are happening um in terms of the property market at the moment and why they would make a, such a statement um it's hard to gauge at the moment what their interest is to make such statements mm. but i think they're just putting it out there that this could be the worst case situation but mm. Um, we don't see that happening. Mm. Um, what we see yeah, yeah. I, 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 the thing that again blows my mind is all of these predictions are just that prediction. So yeah. to make a prediction, you have to measure different metrics and go, if, if X hits this level, if Y hits this yeah. level, if Z hits this level, this could happen. Mm. Yeah. Now, if one of those things is wrong or one mm. of those things doesn't come to fruition, it doesn't happen. That's yeah. right. So, and that, that, that's for, for negative things and positive things. When mm. people say that the market's going to go up 60% or 30% or whatever the papers do, mm. I take it with a grain of salt as well because yeah, exactly. the, the market, exactly, the market will determine what the market does. And then categorizing mm. the whole of the market yeah. um, is wrong to do because I can tell you right now in the eastern suburbs of Sydney or the lower North Shore or the inner west, Prices have not come yeah. off like that. Like yeah, there's less yeah. buyer activity, sure. There's less buyer yeah. activity. That's 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 a given. Yeah. And there was a few weeks there where a lot of people were uncertain. There was a lot of deals falling over. But these these markets are of very high demand. They're of very low supply, mm -hmm. um, and even more so low supply now because no one's selling because no it's one has to. Mm -hmm. 
I, I think there will be, if anything, a little bit of a, a mini boom in prices if, if stock doesn't pick up because there's a lot of buyers who did not buy pre-coronavirus. Like there was a lot of mm. buyers in the marketplace, hence the reason we had such the, yeah. the, the increase in prices post-election. Mm. And all of those buyers are still there. Like if we're talking about um, people who have been pe- affected by, genuinely affected by not having a job or not having an income. It's a very small percentage of the whole population. Sure, the numbers mm. look big with how many people have claimed the job seeker and all that shit, but that's people taking advantage mm. of the system at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if people's situation hasn't been affected and they start to see things picking up, the mm. media is going to start turning their story now and saying, you know, now's a great time to buy and cafes are opening back up and restaurants and the world's going back to normal. Yeah. yeah. All of those buyers are going to jump back into the marketplace. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be no stock. Yeah. And what happens when there's no stock and a lot of buyers, the, the prices increase. Mm. And look, every market's going to perform differently, but yeah. from the markets I work in and I look at very closely, mm. um, we're already starting to see it now. That's yeah. it. And obviously, like talking, dissecting sort of supply and demand, this, the factors that impact on uh, supply, for example, is DA approval of new properties. And uh, if you look at some of the stats coming out from there, they have been record low. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lag of when the approvals come in and when the supply comes into play. And when the you know the property is available to be purchased, uh, but what we have seen, you know, there is a declining trend of DA approvals, which is going to impact your supply. Obviously, on the other end, there's you know conversation about the net um, uh, migration and of the fact that there's not enough people coming in interstate or overseas. And but the the one of the other stats that we've seen is that although the population has grown historically, and I've got some charts that I'm happy to share as well, um, you know, the the consumption level of properties of purchasing properties for those that are moving from overseas is hasn't been that high either so yes um you know at the moment supply is low uh, but again those that as you mentioned the, the demand is is going to pick up and you know it's very unlikely to, to drop by 30 percent it's a seven trillion dollar well, yeah. industry right. to to lost to lose 30 percent of that is, and is also, absolutely and on the back of that the government's um uh come back with a lot of initiatives. They've got the $50,000 for the building, um, the stamp so, duty concession they're talking about. So there's a number of stimulus packages yeah. available out mm. there as well. So and If you look at it, the, the, the property industry being as, uh, you know, the investments as being part of the overall GDP, I don't think that the government will allow it yeah. to go down that far. Um, and that's why there is the conversations. Yes, it is under in the pipeline with the Property Council of Australia implementing or um, proposing the 50K incentive for the new purchases and, you know, the changes to stamp duty. So there is going to be things that the government is going to introduce to offset that and uh, not make it uh, such a massive loss. Yeah. Um, like that's something I'm hearing a lot about a lot of these fortune tellers at the moment is, um, oh, we're going to wait until September until JobKeeper runs out and we're going to wait for all these people mm. who are forced to sell. And it's it just, I don't know what it is with human beings, but everyone wants to see negative things happen. Everyone does. And to be honest, these fortune tellers are trying to predict this massive price drop. When it, it let's just let's just say hypothetically it does happen, they still won't buy because right. they'll be more, they still because oh no, it's going to drop fifty percent or sixty percent. So these people are never going to buy, and they're, they're always going to be pessimistic, yeah. and they're always going to be negative, and they're never going to do anything with their life because they always look for the negative in things. So yeah. they can they can go and do whatever they want to do. Mm. For me, the way I look at it is, the government as soon as this happened, straight onto it. Let's help employers out. Let's help employees out. Let's help renters out. What makes people think that in six months time when this all runs out, they're just going to go, 
Righto, guys, we've helped for six months. Let's just let the world create. It's not yeah. going to happen. They're yeah, going to exactly. let Australia collapse. The, yeah. yeah, the banks are not going to go under mass, um, you know, uh, liquidation. And, and they're looking at every customer case by case. It's all even mm. with mortgage freezing, repayments, and whatnot. So it's not, it's not a cookie cutter approach. Mm. Um, exactly. So, but people will always try and find the negative and the excuse in things to not do something or wait or. It's just the same. Just just pre-election was another example of this. You know, Labor's going to get in. We're going to cut, scrap negative gearing and the world's going to fall apart. Like it's constant. It's happened for the last 30 or 50 or 100 years and it's going to keep happening. After coronavirus happens, there'll be, oh, we've got massive debt issues. The world's full of debt. Who's going to pay this back? There's going to be a recession that lasts 50 years. It's not going to stop. It's yeah. constant. And the people who buy into it, unfortunately, are going to live very average lives and very conservative lives. So it's very really hard to pick the bottom of the market. When you pick the bottom of the market, you're not going to. You're not going to pick the bottom. There's no such thing. Exactly. Exactly. The, the bottom of the market doesn't exist. It's yeah. not a real thing. Yeah. If you want to pick the bottom of the market, as in for the last three months, it's gone. The bottom of the market was two, three weeks ago, four exactly. weeks ago. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. It's in now auctions and opens are back. There's more buyers in the marketplace. So I guarantee you could have bought a property four weeks ago cheaper than you can buy one right now. So you missed the bottom. That's yeah. the bottom, you know? Yeah. So And then it, we're predicting another bottom in September. And yeah. then another bottom. It's just yeah. blows my no, mind. Just it doesn't make trying sense. To, yeah, I mean, the advice that we give is that when you've got to buy, don't wait, don't buy based on today's headlines. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're buying for based on your strategy, whether it is purchasing a family home or whether it's an investment property. You've got to outline what exactly your um, yeah. uh, situation is instead of just relying especially, on especially if external. You're, yeah, and especially if you're buying your family home, it's, it's a long-term game anyway. So mm. it's not, if, if you're not flipping it, it doesn't even make sense. Mm. Then, then and the, the, funny, the funny thing is, is um, um, Australians are probably one of the only, I guess, cultures or economies in the world that look at property as an investment. Like everyone who buys a property, whether it be a family home or whether it be an investment property, they buy it to make money. No one buys a property and goes, I'm just paying for this for accommodation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and and you guys probably know this better than me. I was actually speaking with a client of, of Indian descent um, two weeks ago, and he 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 was actually educating me around this. He said, "Where I come from, people buy property because they need somewhere to live. Yeah, that's why they buy property. And at the end of the day, that's the only reason you should buy a property because you need somewhere to live. In Australia, yeah. we treat it so differently. Yeah, it's an investment, and that's yeah, even exactly owner <laughs> even owner people buy it and go, you know, I've got my superannuation, but at the end of the day, I'm buying this property now for half a million. If it's worth a million when I retire, that's there's my there's my nest egg there. No one else in the world looks at it like that, yes, and right. that's why these headlines do so well because everyone has such a vested interest in, mm. in the property market. Yeah. So everyone's, you know, it's your retirement, it's your investment, it's your your your, your castle, it's your home, like. We have so many different emotions and the media headlines work because whether you're 21 years old or whether you're 65 years old, yeah. you have a vested interest in paying attention to what happens with the property market. Exactly. Mm. I was reading an article, I can't remember the exact percentages, but the amount of wealth tied up in property in Australia is unbelievable. And whenever you go to restaurants, bars or parties, the whole topic is always about properties that are up or down. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're, very, we're very property proud in Australia. We love our homes. We love our gardening. We love living by the beach. Like everything to do in Australia is real estate. So that's yeah. why it works so well with these headlines. Great Aussie. Um, exactly. <laughs> but if you look at, if you look at um, history as a good indicator of future performance of, of the market as a whole, let's just look at the whole market. Regardless if we have small, I mean, uh, negative immigration or positive immigration or we, whatever happens, property prices will increase. Yeah. The areas that are in demand right now 
are only going to be in more demand in the future. Like there's always going to be someone buying and selling. There's always going to be someone who wants to upgrade into the next class of home, closer to the city, closer to the beach, you know, mm. and that's not going to change. That's right. um, I think sure you have to be a little bit more intelligent and, and be more calculated when you are making these decisions. Mm. But at the end of the day, whether you buy right now at a 10% um, price drop to February or you buy in six months time with a 20% or you buy in 18 months time and it's 15% more, it doesn't yeah. matter. There's right. such small, we're talking about small amounts of money in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, right. in, the, in the transaction, yeah. Exactly. 100%. I'm going to, and uh, anyone that's watching live, feel free to ask any questions. We're happy to answer them while you are watching. I can see uh, a few. Hello to everyone that is coming on. Um, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you some of the um, the graphs that I've uh, seen um, that uh, when I've done a bit of research, as you can see here. So this is historically what has happened um, and all of the major um, uh so to speak, um, slumps that have happened in the market. And as you can see, like global financial crisis, dot-com bubble of Asian financial crisis and so on, maximum that it has gone down is less than 10%. So, you know, if history is going to repeat itself, and obviously it's showing a little bit of an upturn here since, uh, you know, the 2017 um, started to, to go down again. So it's, you know, that's one other reason that a 30% decline is very unlikely to happen just like that. Here's a few other things that I've seen. So for example, this is the latest as of April. Despite all the negative gloom and the fact that, that you know for six weeks we weren't able to host open homes, the uh, month of April saw a growth of 0.4%. Uh, then you go to see the building approvals, which we were talking about is how they're, they're coming down. Um, what else have I got here? The cash rates. And so, and even this is the other bit here where, um, you know, the population is increasing, the DA approval, building approvals is decreasing, but, you know, the, the consumption based on those that if you are relying on net migration from overseas, it's, um, it's not really impacting uh, the, the property consumption at that stage. Yeah, it, it's such a small percentage of the overall picture. That's right. At the end of the day, us as Australians are the ones who control the majority of the property market. People can say the Chinese people coming in do it and, and, right. and all these other factors. At the end of the day, the, the 26 million people who live in Australia are the, are the 26 million people who control the majority of the property market. That's exactly. it. And the other trends that we are seeing currently, the fact that uh, everyone's working from home, they're, you know, and they're realising that they don't have a designated spot for being able to work from home. So there is going to be those buyers that are actively looking as well. And, and that's going to become a new norm, exactly. as you see, and, and, you know, all of the, uh, the major companies have realised that, uh, you know, having people, their employees work from home is far more productive and, and better from a cost point of view, cost efficiency point of view for them as well. So it just makes sense. I think, you know, the churn is going to be there for the purchase of those kind of properties as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it's fascinating. And look, I think what it comes back to is, is if you have a long-term view, um, you're buying it for a specific reason. Hmm. then what are you trying to time what does it matter if it goes down 20 or 30 percent like is that really going to make a massive difference if you're trying to accumulate wealth is that is that small percentage at the end of the day really going to get you from zero to where you want to be any quicker that's right not really 100%. it's a long-term game especially if it's owner occupied principal place of residence so hmm. yeah well, there you go. Well, thank you for the lovely discussion. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Um, Any final words before we finish up? Yeah, I, I just, 
the thing that really fascinates me and the thing that people get caught up is in is following the herd. Like mm. everyone will jump back into the market when someone else does. That's right. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Like mm. it does not make sense to me whatsoever. So for me personally, like I bought a property personally three and a half, four weeks ago in the middle of coronavirus. Mm. So, and the reason I did that is because I want to buy in isolation, not in competition. Yeah. If I can buy when no one else is buying, I control the negotiation, not the yes. other way around. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they want to buy when there's competition, when they see. Yeah, well, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want to wait in a line of twenty other people to go into an open for inspection and, and have seventeen offers on the table and, and negotiate with all these other buyers? Yeah. Um, because you feel more at home and more comfortable. And as soon as you make that transaction, and let's say you buy the property, you've got no control over the market anymore. Yeah. That's right. Whether it goes down 20% or up 30%, you're in the market. So yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's so fascinating to me. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah. People think they have a lot more control over things than what they really do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you were to pick a number um, based on what you're seeing in the, in the six to 12 months time, what do you anticipate would happen? I, I, I don't think it's going to be a negative market in any stretch of the imagination. Look, everywhere performs different. I'm talking about the markets that I work in. Let's talk Sydney Metro. Yeah. Um, there's there's not going to be this 30 percent drop not a chance in the world mm. um and if if things don't get worse in terms of there's not a second outbreak and we don't go into lockdown again mm. and the world goes back to normality or australia mm. goes back to normality yeah i think there'll be a, a, an inclining market if anything because mm. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go oh we're waiting we're waiting september comes job seekers um you know now stopped and and there's a lot of business going to be struggling and if that doesn't come to fruition they're going to go oh shit i was wrong yeah. Now I've got to jump back in, and everyone's going to, to do the same thing. I need to. I'm not yeah. going to wait around forever. I need to buy. Exactly. So many buys out there. Like we, we had a bumper start to the year, and like back end of last year, and like it was all guns blazing. It's still the same now. Like a property sold um, on Saturday in Clavelli here. Guide was two five, and two five was an ambitious price. Sold for two seven. We're seeing like 30, 40, 50 people through an open for inspection in the east, like for good properties. Yeah. yeah. So um, I can't see that slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's game on. Perfect. There yep. you go. So um, anything else that you want to no, add from your no. finance point of view? Is there anything that no. you're seeing? Well, that's the major, yeah, other the, major. The financing, we, we, we've been under the pump. Um, I think just people have more time on their hands at the moment, yeah. working from home, um, getting documents together. Um, so people are looking at refinance strategies, ripping equity, uh, buying another investment property. So finance, we're under mm. the pump. So which I think will have a, a positive effect on the property market. For sure. Yeah. Such a low interest rate. Yeah, and, um, and the, the, and it's basically the cheapest in history. The rates right. are getting low 2%, so it's unbelievable. So yeah. it'd be crazy you know, not to borrow money at this stage. It's going to be a, a very big second half of 2020, I believe. Yeah, I think that'll be. So we brace ourselves. Be, be <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. Nice. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks. Take care.